Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Thursday, March 25th, 2021. I am Andrew Hansen. Happy to join you here for this five-game NBA slate. A well-deserved day off for the coach who's resting up for a huge weekend. And we had a lot of fun last night. Again, I got to give a shout out to some of our members. A lot of fun seeing some uh, screenshots with the 10x return on the main slate and the after hours slate. And one of the key guys was De'Aaron Fox. So thank you to him. Awesome performance again, 37 points against Atlanta. And he took one of our hybrid lineups well into the green. We had a uh, member take down 2000, uh, first place, good concept, good uh, contest selection, B Jordan, just crushing it. Uh, some other 10 X returns. And then on the after hours slate, uh, Fox was on that lineup as, as well. Uh, really helping us have a, a great night overall. So a lot of fun. Thank you to the new members who've jumped in. We've got a couple annual members today. And uh, Willie joined yesterday, longtime listener. Um, so really excited to be growing the family here. And welcome everybody to join us. DFSCoachTalk.com. Uh, grab a membership, whichever length you'd like. Or if you can still make that first deposit on BetUS. We don't have the graphic running today because I'm going solo. But it is uh, betus.com.pa, deposit 149. Use the promo code COACHTALK, all one word. You get to use that money at BetUS, and you get a free membership with us until June 1st. So uh, take advantage of that while it's still out there. After you sign up, reach out to us on Twitter at DFSCoachTalk. Let us know that you've done that. We'll get you into our Discord with an email, and that's where we give out the lineups 20 to 30 minutes before lock. By the way, uh, just to avoid any confusion, whichever membership you pick with us, you get access to all of our sports, every slate, uh, all the time. So uh, just want to uh, mention that. All right, so let's turn the page to today. It is a five-game slate. Interesting, we have seven of the 10 teams involved in a back-to-back, -back, and we don't have any totals over 230. So we got to grind it out a little bit. First one here, we've got two early games at 730. Uh, note that time change, a little bit of extra time here to follow the news. By the way, this is trade deadline Thursday, and it is not a good day for Orlando. So condolences to those fans, man. I do not like the return that they're getting. Vucevic, I think, is worth more than what they got. Uh, so Chicago, big steal there. And it sounds like, as I'm starting to record this, that Fournier might be on his, on his way to Boston for two second-round picks, which I don't think is enough. So... Uh, We'll see what else happens this afternoon. Should, should be fun. So game one here, we've got a doubleheader on TNT, and the first one is Portland against Miami. 218 total. The Heat are favored by three. Uh, front end here of a back-to-back -back for both teams. The news, we have Simons and Little questionable for Portland with de dealing with the health and safety protocols. And then on the Miami side, Akpala is out. And the big question marks here, Dragic and Bradley. They're both questionable. Let's start with uh, the visiting team, as we always do. And it's not a great scenario for Portland because Miami is sixth defensively. Both teams are in the 20s in pace. Uh, Portland's office, you know, is, is rolling and they've got uh, McCollum to go with Lillard now. So they've got uh, you know, they're, they're two key guys there. They're, they're two key scorers, but it's not going to be an easy matchup. And I don't want to pay up for Lillard. Uh, you've heard me talk recently about avoiding point guards against Miami because of that defense, because of their slow pace. They'll play the zone occasionally. It just gets really tough. Um, and Lillard is 
you know, his production has been down, not surprisingly with CJ back in that last game against Brooklyn. It was tight down to the wire, but Lillard wasn't really close to hitting value because CJ McCollum's out there taking 19 shots. And that's what Portland needs to do to win. They've got to have some more balance. They can't have Lillard just completely carrying the team every single night with huge minutes or he'll he'll run out of gas eventually. I mean, he's uh, in great shape. And if anybody can do it, he can. But uh, this is just not the night for me to pay up for Lillard. Um, nobody really on Portland is jumping out at me. I do like that in that uh, Brooklyn game, they, they shrunk it down to an eight-man rotation with Simmons and, and Little out, uh, Simons and Little out. So, um, you know, it's possible that one of these guys could could pay off value, but uh, it's just not the the team that I'm targeting tonight. On the Miami side, uh, the reason it's big for me if Dragic and Bradley are out is because then we have a little bit more opportunity for these key guards. And Kendrick Nunn is a really good price. And he was kind of floating along there, not doing too much, but kind of got back in the mix against Phoenix with 35 minutes, 25 points, uh, really cheap, especially on DraftKings, 4,600. So I like him. I also like Hero off the bench. If we don't have Dragic, you know, we get this poor... Portland backcourt defense, good price, shooting guard on FanDuel at 5,200. I like that. Butler's price has come back, uh, come back down to earth a little bit, so he's a possibility. He'll probably get more of the, the tougher area of Portland's defense, led by Covington, the bigs, uh, Derek Jones Jr., solid. So it's not not an easy matchup for him like it like it is for these guards. And bam! Uh, he's also worth mentioning. So although I don't really have any interest in Portland, I do have uh, more interest in Miami going up against Portland's 29th-ranked defense. Bam is a good price. And then Ariza uh, coming off the bench. I want to mention him. And quick trivia question for you. How many years has Ariza played in the NBA? And I'll I'll, uh, I'll come back to that in a second. But he's 3,100 on DraftKings. Uh, I mentioned that on the last slate. Uh, how his minutes had gone up there in, in that second game he played. And then he got 23 minutes. Uh, he had decent production. So there's one of the 3K uh, guys on DraftKings. He's more expensive on FanDuel today, but decent uh, GPP option on DraftKings. And so uh, how much experience does he have? 17 years. I was surprised when I when I looked that up. I, I kind of was thinking probably more like 13 or 14, but... Man, he's he's getting up there um, in uh, in age and and experience going against his former team, Portland. All right, game two, Washington and New York, the other 7:30 Eastern tip. This is a rematch from Tuesday when New York won that one easily, 131-113. And remember how uh, it was crazy that R.J. Barrett and Randall got 39 and 38 minutes respectively in a blowout win while all the Washington guys are sitting on the bench watching in the fourth quarter. Russell Westbrook only played 29 minutes, so that was disappointing for me. I had him in my lineup that night. Coach had those Knicks, uh, R.J. Barrett and Randall, and they led him to victory. So we do love Tibbs. We appreciate the, his style of coaching. Uh, as we get this rematch here of that, those competing styles, and they're still ranked 1 and 30 in terms of pace, and we still have that tough New York defense that won out on Tuesday and that bad Washington defense that allowed the Knicks to be very productive. Randall scoring 37 points. R.J. Barrett was solid. Uh, 
So what are we going to do here with this rematch? Injury news, Washington is good to go, other than Berton's still being out. And New York has Rivers already ruled out. And then Derek Rose, questionable. He's still trying to work back his work back into lineup from COVID. On the Washington side here, um, I'm going to stay away from Beal again. Bullock was right up in his face, causing him trouble. Did a great job limiting his production. Westbrook, I'm, I'm going to consider again. I don't like how it worked out last time, obviously. But... You know, with with Russell Westbrook just sitting there in New York thinking about that performance in the last game, I mean, he's going to come out like gangbusters and he may have five steals and five dunks in the first half. I mean, he's just going to go nuts. Uh, He may also have five turnovers. That's what you get with Russell Westbrook. And it is, you know, a defense that's tough at every level. So it's, it's just not conducive to a completely wide open game where Westbrook can really be at his best. But just with his mentality, I, I don't think he can do. I don't think he can possibly go with two duds in a row. So I, I'm considering paying up for Westbrook. Rui, similar. Uh, he got the good minutes with Bertans out, but didn't do too much. Uh, I think he was more focused on trying to slow down Randall. It didn't didn't work. But he's still a good price. Uh, Denny Abdia. Here's my favorite stat of the day. He played 22 minutes in that game and fouled out. He fouled out, which you don't really you don't usually see for a wing player coming off the bench playing 22 minutes. He fouled out, and I can still picture him sitting on the bench and he looked uh, exhausted and exasperated. He was, uh, you know, he had obviously given it his all, uh, which you like. I mean, that that the thing you like is that he's being aggressive in those minutes. Um, so at his price, he's. Uh, He's in consideration for me as well. Uh, 3600 on both sites. Uh, Neto would be a possible GPP value. There's a couple other guys in this price range I like a little bit more. Um, but he gets, a, he gets enough minutes usually to potentially pay off that price. Not going to mess with the Washington bigs in this one. They really split up the minutes, and, and Wagner actually got ended up with the most minutes out of those three bigs, Len, Lopez, and Wagner. So I'm going to stay away from those guys here. And I will look at a couple Knicks again. R.J. Barrett, his price has gone up a little bit. It's not quite as attractive where you're we're hoping for 6 or 7x return. It's more likely in that 5x return you know, in terms of how I'm projecting this one. Uh, he's playable, though. Randall, uh, he finally cracked the 10K ceiling on both sites. He's 10,200. So you've got to pay for him, uh, which is a possibility. Uh, you really feel good about him. Kind of, you know, comparing him with Westbrook on the other side has more of a a pretty solid floor. And usually in that 45 to, to 55 point fantasy range. So now that his price is up, you know, maybe not quite as attractive. He doesn't have the ceiling that Westbrook does. So I may lean towards Westbrook a little bit here on this slate. For the other guys on on New York, uh, if Rose is out again, Peyton is somebody that I think we need to think about. He only got 21 minutes in that first game back. Does he get a little bit more against this bad Washington defense? I think he probably does. So that could get interesting. Burks, uh, very reliable lately with his minutes and shots. His price has gone up a little bit, though. Not quite as attractive. 
Mitchell Robinson, he was awesome against Washington. And we, we do attack their bigs, and he certainly did. Big double-double in 31 minutes. So it didn't matter that Noel started. Will he get 40 fantasy points again? Probably not. But he's, he's a good price, especially on DraftKings. All right, let's transition to the middle game of the slate here. The 8.30 game, it's the Clippers and the Spurs. Rematch from last night. Clippers won that one easily, 134 to 101. And they are favored tonight by 6.5. 224 total. Uh, the Washington, New York total, by the way, if I didn't mention that, is 224 and a half. Knicks favored by three. So we have uh, all the totals tonight between 218 and 226 and a half. All right, Clippers and Spurs, the rematch. And the Clippers with their number one offense in the NBA, uh, they, that carried the day last night for them. Uh, Kawhi, uh, the cyborg that he is, uh, cruised to 50 fantasy points on FanDuel thanks to his five steals and, and 25 points. Now, what do we do here since it's a back-to-back with a guy like Kawhi? He's still in play for me. If you look at their last back-to-back, he played 40 minutes against Dallas and, and did well. Uh, Paul George had 38 minutes in that game as well. So uh, the Clippers seem to be tending a little bit more towards letting these guys go uh, as opposed to where they were really restrictive on their minutes and back-to-backs earlier in the season. So Kawhi in play for me, a little bit pricey on a five-game slate, but he could do it again for sure. The other bigs for uh, the Clippers were solid last night, Marcus Morris and Zubats. Um, a little surprised that Zubats was perfect from the field against Pirtle, who I think is pretty solid defensively. Uh, will he do that again? Probably not. And his price is up a little bit. Um, Reggie Jackson still starting, still a good price, but once again, didn't get as many minutes as you want from a starter. Terrence Mann, uh, 25 minutes, and he took a while to get going, but he eventually hit value. He's cheap again. Batum is cheap again off the bench. How about this? He was 26 minutes, 13-4-4. and He was a 7x return guy, and he's cheaper today than he was yesterday. So there's a value play that I might look at. Um, You know, Clippers and Spurs back-to-back. Both teams are liable to just spread out the minutes here a little bit, and Batum certainly can pay off that, that price tag. On the Spurs side, I'm not interested in these guys again. We faded them yesterday, and we didn't miss out on on anything. Classic Spurs. Uh, De- DeRozan would be the guy I would look at if 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 anything, but he's he's a little bit pricey. Dejounte Murray is a pretty good price on Fanduel, and I, I'm not too concerned about the back to back for him. And both of those guys get a little bit of bump if. Lonnie Walker is out again, and Rudy Gay is out again. They're both questionable. They both missed yesterday. But this one here, it may just sort of slide by the wayside in in the middle of the slate, Uh, maybe a value play at most. But I'm going to spend up mostly in these other games. All right, game four, 76ers against the Lakers in L.A. in Staples Center. This is the second game on TNT, and and those guys have got to be a little bit disappointed uh, earlier in the season. You would have looked forward to this one as uh, Simmons and Embiid come to town to take on LeBron and AD in a potential finals preview. And now the only guy standing is Ben Simmons with all the other studs out. We also have Danny Green questionable. 
to leave the lineup and Seth Curry questionable to get back in the lineup. So some moving parts there we need to keep an eye on. On the Lakers side with LeBron and AD out and uh, Gasol, I'm going to say, is questionable again. Then we've got the same crew that lost to the Pelicans. Now, this one is a 215 and a half total. 76ers favored by six. We've got the number one and number two defense in the NBA, missing a lot of the key guys, of course. And uh, Pacers number six in, sorry, not the Pacers, the 76ers are sixth in pace. Um, but, uh, you know, these numbers are, are a little bit uh, skewed because of the guys who are going to be out. Now, how is this all going to break down? Well, we'll see about uh, Danny Green and Seth Curry. If they're both out, then I get a little bit more excited about these 76ers value plays. Cork Maz, who's been starting, is minimum price on FanDuel at 3500 Uh The guy who, you know, you don't really rely on for consistency, but he does have the capability to get uh, 25 fantasy points or more if he's starting. Uh, so he's a, a little bit more of a GPP option in my book. Uh, Shake Milton also is going to get a big boost for me if both of those guys are out. They're going to need a score. Uh, whether he starts or not, uh, he'll get uh, good minutes and good opportunities. With the stars on Philly, I, I do like Simmons and Tobias Harris here. Uh, and I think, you know, in the 8K range on both sites, they could really be important pieces here on this slate if if, if this game is competitive. And I think it really could be. Uh, the, the Lakers are certainly in a funk here without their their stars, but uh, they've got enough enough firepower here, I think, to uh, keep this close. I mean, it it's you know, firepower may be a little bit of a strong word, but Kuzma and Schroeder, you know, getting all the usage and the shots, um, you know, they're capable of of being solid here and making this a game. I, I think. Um, with the bigs for Philadelphia, how about Tony Bradley with a career game against Golden State? Eight for eight from the field. He's now 68% from the field on the season. They've priced him up on FanDuel, but he's still cheap on DraftKings at 4300 And this is a good matchup the, with all those uh, power, all those forwards with the power uh, for the Lakers being out, in, including potentially Gasol. We have Kaycock starting. Uh, and we've got Markeith Morris. Those are the two bigs. Uh, Bradley, you know, should be able to hit value against those guys. And then when Harrell's in there, he's not a strong defender either. So do we go with Bradley? Do we go with Dwight Howard in his return to the Staples Center? Um, we'll see how the, the minutes break up. You know, Bradley got huge minutes against Golden State because he was playing so well. I would think that it'd be more balanced today. So maybe Dwight uh, has the upper hand. That That's a tough one. On the Lakers side, I, I do like Schroeder and Kuzma at their prices. Um, you know, this is a, a tough defense, but the 76ers do play with a lot of pace. Uh, so, so those guys are in play for me. Uh, on the bench, I like Caruso again. Uh, he was the cheap value play that I liked on the last slate. And he was he was solid. Uh, I think it was about a 7x return. Uh, so you could look there. Um, anybody else? Just glancing at the prices again. 
uh, THT has been priced up a little bit. Uh, Harold is expensive, and so I probably won't go there. So it's probably more Schroeder, Kuzma, and Caruso, the possibilities for me on the Lakers tonight. All right, breezing through here. Last game of the slate coming up. Uh, just take a minute here and, and uh, request that if you like what you're hearing, uh, please uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Give us the thumbs up and uh, a five-star positive review wherever you're listening. We appreciate all your support here. We'll continue to create this NBA podcast seven days a week. All right, the last game. It is Golden State in Sacramento, and we've saved the highest total on the board for the last game, and that's what happens when you've got Sacramento involved because they still have that 30th-ranked defense, top 10 pace, and 11th-ranked offense. So they are the the type of team you want to be involved in. It is a back-to-back, but they've got Golden State with the number two pace, uh, but they do have that Golden State defense top five here. So 226.5, Sacramento favored by 2.5, and Steph Curry still out with that bruised tailbone. On the Sacramento side, no injury news, but they did trade Corey Joseph last night in case you missed it. And I chuckled because I was watching the end of that game and Corey Joseph played in the second half. He played 21 minutes and in about 21 seconds after the game ended, he'd been traded to Detroit. So uh, DeLon Wright is the guy that they got in return. Uh, I am assuming he's not going to play or be involved in this slate. So they're that so we don't have the injury news with Sacramento, but we could have a, a shift in uh, the personnel. We do have a shift in the personnel because Corey Joseph is not going to play, which means that it could be a Kyle Guy night. Uh, so this is where Coach will start to cringe a little bit. Now Kyle Guy, um, how much will he play? I think he will be the guy to play. Um, and you know he's he's talented, uh, good shooter. Minimum price on both sites, but probably only going to play as many minutes as as De'Aaron Fox wants to sit on a back-to-back here because Fox is just absolutely rolling. Man, does he look good. He's just so crafty getting to the rim. He's got a lot of confidence shooting from the outside as well. Uh, man, it's, it's fun to watch him and roster him. Still in the 8K range on both sites. Um, he could certainly do it again. Um, the point guard on the other side, Poole, is going to make it tougher for me to roster Fox tonight because Poole, 61 and 6,200, is a great price for the guy that's getting big minutes, big shots. He is running the show with Steph Curry out and still shooting really well and shooting a lot of threes with these minutes. So Poole is a key play for me tonight. I like him to get the slightly tired Sacramento legs and uh, their their bad defense. How about the rest of the squads here? Uh, Wiseman, the the Warriors announced that he's going to be in the starting lineup moving forward. So he got 26 minutes last time out and did okay. I'm interested in in here, though, tonight, because I like the fact that they've announced that he's the starter. So he's got that confidence of, you know, this is my role. And he doesn't have to worry about game-to-game performance, having a little bit of a dud, and then all of a sudden he's going to be coming off the bench. And he's got the bad uh, Sacramento defense led by Holmes, who is great uh, on his end offensively, but he just doesn't stop guys. 
so Wiseman, I think, is capable of having one of his better games against Sacramento. Really good price. And, and there aren't any centers that I, I, I feel are must plays here. So Wiseman in consideration for me. The middle of the Golden State lineup, uh, we've got Oubre, who, who played better, but is one of the classic inconsistent fantasy performers who has a pretty decent ceiling at that price, but a pretty, pretty poor floor. So I, I don't, I don't know. We'll see how the lineups work out um, on the after hour slate. Of course, these guys are going to come much more into play, but on the main slate, I may not go with Wiggins or Ubre, even though it is a great matchup on the bench. The guys that Golden State played in the last one, Nico Mannion, Damian Lee, Baysmore, Looney. Uh, I think Damian Lee would probably be my favorite pick if I was going to go to one of those guys. And then in terms of the the rest of Sacramento, Halliburton could slide in the lineup uh, as the last guy in type thing. And I don't know if I'll pay up for Holmes on this one as a back-to-back. Whiteside is there. You know, back in the rotation, doing pretty well in limited minutes last night. So um, I may stay away from the Sacramento bigs here tonight. All right, that concludes the coverage here of the five-game slate. Thank you all for tuning in. Invite you to uh, interact with us on social media. If you have any questions, we're at DFS Coach Talk. You can find me on Twitter at Language Olympic. And you can find the coach at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. We'll be back tomorrow on the Friday slate to cover the NBA from DFS perspective again tomorrow. Coach and I will will handle that one. And uh, in the meantime, going to go back to grinding on some lineups today. Following the trade deadline news should be a fun day. And really looking forward to this five-game slate. I like the size here. So um, that's the focus for today. And again, Uh, If you jump in, what we've been doing lately is we've been handling the main slate with all of our lineups that you can plug and play on FanDuel and Yahoo and then the Coach's Clipboard on DraftKings. We've also been providing the bonus lineups for the after-hours slate and had a lot of success with that. So you'll get that as a member if if you want to join. So we'd love to have you. And uh, and that's it. We're just going to keep cruising along, growing the family, having having a lot of fun. So thank you again for all of your support. And on behalf of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.